Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Fixin' to Talk Sports. I am your host, Ryan Brown. And today I am joined by the host of Foxborough Files. That would be none other than Dan Roach. Dan, how are we doing? Pretty good. Glad to be here. Fuck Duke as always. If I could restart this podcast, I would do that. But we don't have time for that. So let's get right into it. Today, you and I are previewing the AFC uh, with the upcoming NFL season slowly but surely upon us. Uh, It's time to go in and and break it down division by division. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. We'll start with our our favorite division, which has our home team, the New England Patriots. That is the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills won the division last year with a 13-3 and record, which was good for second in the AFC. They're going to be looking to repeat as division champions. Uh, there's, some, there's been a, a decent amount of turnover in this division from last year. You've got Emmanuel Sanders making the jump from New Orleans to Buffalo this year. Uh, free safety, Jason McCourty left our Patriots for the Miami Dolphins. You've got the likes of Tevin Coleman going from San Francisco to the Jets. And then out of all the flurry of moves that the Patriots made, I'll highlight Hunter Henry leading the charge to uh, try and revamp that tight end death chart in New England. So kind of looking at the AFC East, Dan, uh, what what kind of what kind of sticks out to you with all the kind of new faces in the division this year? Uh, I mean, of course, I run a Patriots podcast. I'm high on the Patriots. I think Mac Jones has a, a shot to be good, um, if not great. Um, I like that there's a low floor there. I like that the roster uh, really only added since last season. And um, you know, I think it's 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 probably them in the Bills at at one two. Uh, Josh Allen, of course, uh, made a big leap last year. We'll see if he can continue with it. I, I mean, I, you got to love what um, Sean McDermott has done with the roster over over there. Um, so I think those two, those are the teams to beat for me. Mm-hmm. I I would have to agree. I, I mean, I think the Patriots will be better than they were last year. I don't know by how much. I, I think Mac Jones should hopefully elevate them uh, to competency at the very least at the quarterback position. And with all the guys back from the kind of COVID holdout from last year, uh, this should be a much improved team. I just don't know if how much that will uh, translate into the win loss column. Uh, so I, yeah, I think that's a fair thing to bring up. And, and um, one thing I'd say is that there are legitimate, you know, durability concerns with with Mac Jones. I mean, he's already had some like problems in camp. He's a crucial guy um, to get to the rest of the AFC East, though. Uh, the Jets, I mean, I don't believe in the Jets. I know that they got Zach Wilson, and this kid looks like he can play, but you know, I, I honestly think that Sam Darnold can and could play, um, but that team with the coaching staff, the way that the ownership just kind of screws that that whole thing up. Um, of course, they changed out the coach, but um, you know, I still don't believe in I don't believe in their offensive line. I, I think he's going to have a tough time this year. Um, and then looking over at the Dolphins, something stinks down in Miami. They kicked out three starting non-special teams captains uh, since last year, Karras, uh, I think it was is Bobby, whoever the safety was that they kicked out. I don't think it was Bobby McCain because I think he ended up signing there, but they kicked out maybe Zambian and Howard. One of those two, they kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, uh, somebody else came back to the pay Van Noy. The, all three of those guys are, are, are captains last year. Something stinks down in Miami and I don't believe in Tua. 
Yeah, I'm very interested to see what kind of leap, if any, uh, Tua can make down in Miami. He's actually my player to watch in this division because I want to see how much he will improve from his shaky rookie season. He had Ryan Fitzpatrick constantly breathing down his neck. The coaching staff was had no issues pull, with a quick trigger pulling him out of games that he didn't get off to good starts at and throwing Fitzpatrick back in there. Uh, and that that's from a confidence standpoint, that's really tough, uh, especially when you're a rookie in the league. So now that Fitzpatrick has moved on to Washington and the job is to us and to is alone, I'll be very interested to see uh, what Tua is made of uh, in his sophomore season. Uh, Dan, who's your player to watch in this division? You know, I think you could go any of the young quarterbacks. Um, if I had to pick one, I guess um, it's got to be Mac Jones, um, just because I think that the roster, um, the staff, and everyone is putting him in a position to succeed that I think um, is, is not on the same level as, as Zach Wilson and Tua. Um, so I think he's, he's the guy to watch because if, if he's good, uh, they can challenge for the one seed. If not, maybe they're the three seed. I think um, he's going to have a real big impact uh, on this team, whether he can stay healthy and, and if he can um, you know, really take what he's done this preseason and carry it over into the regular season. Now let's wrap up the AFC East by talking some over-unders on win totals for this season. So Buffalo uh, clocks in with 11 as their projected num- win number. New England is sitting at nine and a half, as is Miami, who is also nine and a half. And then the Jets are sitting with six. So uh, for those four numbers, who do you like over or under on those four teams? I mean, Jets and Miami, I'm going under. Uh, Miami's not going to get nine and a half wins. There's there's just no way. Um, I, I I like the Patriots to be right around that nine and a half number. I'll take the over. I'm a homer. Gives me something to root for. Um, the Jets are not going to have six wins. They just come on. Uh, and, and the Bills, I like I like them to to take the over on eleven. Um, if they don't, I think that's a disappointing season for them. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm over on the Bills as well. I mean, they were thirteen and three last year. There's no reason they shouldn't be around thirteen and four at the minimum, twelve and five, somewhere around there. Um, so I'll I'll take the over there as well. And I'm definitely with you on the Jets under. That's going to be a dumpster fire of a team. They'll be lucky if they get a handful of wins. Uh, If they get more than six, I'd be shocked. Uh, Where I'm differing from you is New England and Miami. I think New England will be under, but just under. I like them to be nine and eight right around there. And I, I actually am not totally hating on the Dolphins. I mean, they were 10 and six last year. Yes, it's def- I'm definitely agreeing with you in the fact that something is a muck down there locker room wise. Um, but I think that this, there's still a lot of talent to be had there. They brought in a lot of weapons for Tua this year. Uh, if, if the defense can remain good, then, and the offense takes a leap, then I think this is a, a team that should be able to contend for a playoff spot again this year. They were the last team out last year. Uh, I think they'll be somewhere in that neighborhood again this year. Uh, so I'm going to actually take the over on Miami. Ooh. Now let's, let's hop across the, across the country to the AFC West, where the Chiefs have won five straight divisional championships, three straight uh, AFC title game appearances, and back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, uh, going one and one in those 
Super Bowl appearances, most notably last year, losing to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they went uh, a whopping 14-2 last season en route to that division crown, uh, which was good for the top overall seed in the AFC and was actually the best record in the NFL last season. Uh, there are some new faces in the AFC West. Uh, most notably, Teddy Bridgewater is now the quarterback in Denver. Uh, Kansas City has kind of revamped their O-line, trading for tackle Orlando Brown Jr. from Baltimore and signing Joe Tooney, uh, the former New England Patriots guard. And the Chargers uh, brought in Brian Bulaga, who used to be the tackle in Green Bay. And then... For the Raiders out in Las Vegas, they brought in Kenyon Drake to supplement Josh Jacobs at the running back position. So it, it, I think we're probably going to be in on, on agreement on this one that the Chiefs kind of own this division, and that's probably going to be the case again. But do you think that there could be any challenge to their throne, Dan? No, I mean, it's the Chiefs division. They're going to win it. Their O-line just got a lot more scary. Um which when you're looking at a team right now that has a quarterback that can do it all, you're looking at all the weapons they have, that offense is just, it's, it's, it's video game-like. Um, I will say the division as a whole has gotten a lot better. Um, so, I, I mean, after that, it could be anyone's game. Yep. And so if we're looking at a player to watch, um, I'm actually uh, – I mentioned Kenyon Drake because my player to watch is Josh Jacobs. He's still the lead back for the Raiders this year. He had a 1,000-yard season last year again, but the efficiency numbers were way down last year. He, his numbers only look good just because of the high volume. Now that you've got Kenyon Drake in town as sort of that solid backup sort of one-two tandem, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Josh Jacobs can bounce back to his stellar rookie season numbers back in 2019 when he was not only had the volume, but he had the efficiency as well. Or if, because if not, could see a lot more Kenyon Drake eating into his usage. And that would just make uh, Josh Jacobs a lot less valuable for both the Raiders and in real life and fantasy owners in the world of fantasy football. Yeah. I'll tell you, my player to watch is going to be Noah fan. I think that offense uh, is a real good tight end away from, from being good. And, you know, I don't think that Drew Locke has quite, quite really unlocked uh, the tight end that Noah Fant is. Uh, I know he's been sort of a breakout candidate now for a couple of years and, and hasn't quite made that milestone. Um, this is a big year for him. If he makes that, that leap uh, with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, um, I think that offense gets a lot scarier. If not, then maybe we're uh, misjudging or maybe I'm misjudging Noah Fant and he's all hype and no game. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the win totals. For the AFC West, it's no shock to see the Chiefs listed at 12 and a half, which is uh, tied for the highest mark amongst anyone in the league. The Chargers are listed at nine and a half. The Broncos sit at eight and a half. And then the Raiders are given seven. So who do you like over or under on those four numbers? I mean, the, the, the Chiefs one, I mean, it's tough to pick somebody to, to, to guarantee you wait. 12 was it 12 or 12 and a half 12 and a half it's high yeah i mean that's that's high um i know i mean i think maybe i take the over just because it's still the chiefs but um i mean injuries happen right that's that's a tough one that's not one i'd real put money on but um if i had to pick maybe i'd go the over um seven and a half for the raiders 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I like them to be right around 500. I, I might take the over there, but just slightly. I think that's, a, again, a good line. Um, and then could you give me the, the, the Broncos and the Chargers again? Yeah, Chargers are nine and a half. The Broncos are eight and a half. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take the Chargers under nine and a half. I think that's – all these are pretty good lines. Uh, I don't think there's an obvious sort of uh, chance to, to really make some money here. Um, and then I'll, I'll go slightly under um, for the Broncos as well. I'm, I'm with you on the Chiefs. I think if you're going to bet on that, you got to take the over just because it's really tough to see them losing more than a couple of games. Uh, if they, if even if they lose a handful of games, they're right there for that that win loss line. Um, so I think you got to go the over there. Uh, the Chargers, I'm also going to take the over. I think they should be pushing for double digit wins in a playoff spot this year. I think Justin Herbert re- should be ready to take another step uh, from his really great rookie year last year in 2020. Uh, but I'm under on the Broncos. And the Raiders, I know the Raiders were eight and eight. They were actually a fairly decent team last year, but not a whole lot has changed with them. And I feel like the Chargers have gotten better. And I think Denver has also gotten a little bit better. Um, So I'm going under on the Raiders. And I think that the eight and a half is just too high for me on Denver. I think they'll be around 500, maybe like just under it, like eight and nine, seven and 10, something like that. So they'll be better than last year, but I don't think by much. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I watched the Chargers all that much last year. I'll tell you that the way that the Patriots sort of exposed that team and maybe they just had a bad week. That's a little scary to me. I mean, it, even if you have a bad week to get blown out in that kind of fashion, it's just, that's a little tough. Um, so I, yeah, I, I guess I have a, a little bit of doubt behind the Chargers uh, and, and some of the, Injury concerns at key, key players on that team. So I guess that's why I'll take the under there. Um, but, I mean, certainly if, if they can stay healthy and if Justin Herbert continues in the terror that he's on, that's, great. that's a good team. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to the AFC South, where it's pretty much the Titans and Colts because the Texans are now terrible with Deshaun Watson out of the picture because – of sexual assault allegations. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars are still a dumpster fire. Although Trevor Lawrence should hopefully add some actual competitiveness and should make them a somewhat respectable team uh, and not just a laughing stock of the league. Uh, so the Titans were the division champions last year. They tied with the Colts and won the tiebreaker. Some of the new faces in the AFC South, because some big names here. Julio Jones got traded from the Falcons to Tennessee. Carson Wentz is now in Indy from Philly. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is, is now the QB. He was the top overall pick in the draft going to Jacksonville. And with the whole Watson situation, Tyrod Taylor is your new quarterback one in Houston. So with that being said, uh, I'm not even going to ask if you think the Texans or the Jaguars can make this division anything but a two-horse race. So let me just ask you this. When you're looking at the Titans and the Colts, do you have a team that you like to come out, uh, have a little bit of an edge going into this season in terms of the AFC South race, Dan? Yeah, I mean, the Colts, the Colts depend on Carson Wentz. That's their season. 
Uh, I'll take the risk and I'll gamble on the Colts. I think I like their roster as a whole a little bit better than uh, the Titans. I know the Tossers ha- Titans have a good roster, but I mean, so much of their offense is predicated on Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And at some point, I think Tannehill's got to hit a ceiling. I, they lost Corey Davis with so some of these other supporting you know, receivers that helped out with A.J. Brown, um, who is a monster. Uh, and I just something about building your offense behind uh, a power back like Derrick Henry just seems outdated. It seems like it's worked for a little too long. I, I think they're a good team. I just like the Colts, I think, to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I would probably lean towards the Titans just because I feel like they have a little bit more firepower in terms of star power on offensive side of the ball. Um, but, I, again, it, it's really a coin toss in terms of who will come out on top between those two. Uh, my player to watch in the AFC South is on the Colts. It's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he was... The, he was third in rushing in 2020. He had an excellent rookie season once after Marlon Mack got hurt. And he really shined down the stretch, especially in the last six games of the season. Uh, but now that Marlon Mack is returning from injury, Naheem Hines is still lingering uh, to vulture some third down passing work. Uh, I want to see if Jonathan Taylor can repeat the season from last year, or if it's going to turn into more of a committee. Um, I think Taylor should emerge as the, the predominant back, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he got off to a slow start. You see more of a running back by committee in Indy. Who's your player to watch, Dan? Um, you know, I'm, I you can't go Trevor Lawrence. I just, that roster, I think still needs more help. I don't know that I buy into urban Meyer. Um, so I won't pick him uh, for that reason. And I'll, I'll go Carson Wentz. I mean, I think everything on that, that team, uh, the Colts last year were a really good team, and, and they were short a quarterback, plain and simple. Philip Rivers ran out of gas. I mean, he was good for them, but just not good enough. Um, so Carson Wentz, if he could turn it around, we know the type of ceiling that that player has, um, but they, they could really use that this year. So going into win totals for this division, Tennessee and Indy are both – Listed at nine wins on the season. Jacksonville, six and a half. Houston, only four. Uh, I'll give mine first here. Uh, I like Tennessee and Indy to both go over nine wins. I think they should both be double digits uh, in the win column yet again. But even with those low numbers for Jacksonville and Houston, I like under six and a half for Jacksonville. Uh, I think they'll be better than one in 15, but I don't think they'll be seven and 10. I can tell you that much right now. And then Houston uh, under four. They, that's, that's going to, that's just, they're going to be the number one pick for sure. Um, I mean, okay. So agreed. Colts, Colts and uh, Titans are going over. I'll tell you what though. I think that, that Texans line, I don't think is so much a guarantee that you do. I believe it's Tyrod Taylor. And I think, I, I mean, of course, I spent forever talking about the quarterbacks in this pod. I think a lot of stuff starts and ends with, with the quarterback. I think the roster as a whole is tough. Um, can they pull out four wins or, or five? I don't know. Um, I think that that line is going to be a lot closer. I don't have them going, you know, two wins or, or one or no wins. Uh, I haven't read around that four win mark. I'll take I'll take the under on that just just to be safe, but I think that's that's a good line for that team. 
Um, the Jaguars are pounding the under. I, I just, I don't believe in that roster. I don't believe in the coach. Um, I think the quarterback is good, but just overhyped. Um, and of course, Ed, I'd say that about any first round pick, uh, first overall pick quarterback. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we'll finish off with the AFC North, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be looking to repeat as the division champions in what was easily the most competitive division in the AFC last year, which sported three 11 wins teams or better, that being the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. Uh, In terms of new faces in this division, you've got Sammy Watkins, who signed with Baltimore, coming over from Kansas City. Jamar Chase is one of the high-end draft picks. He's the wide receiver out of LSU going to Cincinnati to link up with his buddy Joe Burrow. You got Jadavian Clowney, who signed with the Cleveland Browns to bolster that front seven. And then Najee Harris is now the lead back in Pittsburgh. Uh, That's the Steelers' first-round pick in the most recent draft. So kind of looking at the AFC North landscape, what kind of sticks out to you? And there's some good teams here. Um, I know the Steelers went on a tear early on and then had a disappointing sort of end to their season. You know, I, I think that's a really good team. I think that they'll be a good team. Just the way the Tomlin's coached them. Um, they've been competitive for a while. I think that they've got a really good offensive line and have had a good offensive line for a while. And that's a big factor why they've been able to plug and play with the running back so much. Um, the wide receiver depth. It's a good defense. That's a good team. It comes down to Big Ben. Um, the Browns, I like them to, to keep ascending. I like the expectations uh, being raised for them. Um, it's just, it's a tough division. And the, I mean, the Ravens are good. Lamar may be, may be limited as a passer. Um, it's a tough division. It definitely is. And I think it'll be a tough division yet again in 2021. The player to watch for me in the AFC North it's got to be Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, let, I, let's face it. I think his stint in Cleveland has been more or less disappointing, to say the least, after how well he performed in New York with the Giants. Uh, he tore his ACL last year. Not 2019 wasn't his best year either. I'm, I want to see if Odell Beckham Jr. can return to form and kind of jump out to being a wide receiver one again for Cleveland. Cause if he can do that in, in tandem with Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I mean, that could, that could be a just unbelievably loaded offense. If they can get a wide receiver, one caliber Odell Beckham jr. This year, but that remains to be seen. Uh, rather than a player, I'll, t- I'll take a unit here. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals offensive line. Um, I was just out watching the preseason game, of course, checking out Joe Burrow, chatting it up with Joe Mixon. Um, look, I, I, I think that team has a lot of weapons. Um, I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's a good leader. I think he's got some swagger. I like him as a player. Um, I just don't know about that offensive line. Can they keep him healthy? They didn't invest in it last year. I think they should have. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think they should have too. I don't, I don't, they have enough wide receivers. They've got the nice combo of T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely high on in fantasy football this year. Um, Didn't they pick a wide receiver in my, in my, in my career? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's so, what I'm. I'm... I, I, I don't know. I think Joe Burrow definitely had a, a say in that, but I mean, can't be surprised there. But I, I thought they would have definitely gone O line 
after uh, seeing how uh, how it performed last year. But what do I know? So let's kind of wrap this all up with win totals for the AFC North. Baltimore is listed at 11 wins for this upcoming season. Cleveland sitting at 10 and a half. Pittsburgh is only shown at eight and a half and Cincinnati is six and a half. What are you liking on those ones? DR um, six and a half for the Bengals. I might, I mean, that's a tough line. I might, I might take, I mean, I want them at, I want them at like six or seven wins. I, I, I think that they're going to play a lot of division games against tough opponents. Maybe they're not there yet. I'll take the under for, for the, the rate Ravens. I'm going to smash the under. I'm not really a big believer in, um, in Lamar Jackson. I think the game's limited. They gave up, um, what was it, Lando Brown on the offensive line. <laughs> yep. He's a real good piece there. I, 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 I'm going to take the under there. Uh, can you give me the line on the other two teams? Yeah, Cleveland is sitting at 10.5, Pittsburgh 8.5. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take the over on both those. Um, I think Pittsburgh's roster as a whole, even though they had a disappointing and maybe left a bad taste in people's mouth at the end of the last year, um, that roster's too good. Mike Tomlin is too good of a coach. Um, and, and the Browns, I mean, it's a high win total for, for, for what they've been, but I mean, expectations are there. The team's good. Um, the defense is good. The offense is good. They, they got at least a good quarterback who can be great. Um, yeah, it's a tough division. It is. And for that reason, I'm going under six and a half for Cincinnati. I think they're just, I don't see where they get a win inside the division and it's not going to get a whole lot easier outside of the division. So I'm going to still take under for Cincy. I also like under for Pittsburgh. I'm just, uh, I know they're bringing back most of that team, but I'm down on Ben Roethlisberger this year. I just, I feel like between his arm is already given out on him once and the way the team kind of fell apart at the end of last year, I, I just, I'm just out on Pittsburgh this year. And even though that eight and a half line feels very low for this team. I'm still going to go under. I think they're an eight and nine team. I really do. And then uh, I'm going over on Cleveland. I think they'll be right there neck and neck with Baltimore for the division title. I think they will be 11 and six somewhere around there. And for Baltimore, I'm actually going to take the push. I think they will also be 11 and six. So I'm going to go push on Baltimore. And finally. Yeah. yeah what's up? No, I just, yeah. <laughs> just, Yeah. <laughs> okay so one last thing before we wrap up and get you on out of here dr let's pick some division winners i think we you, we've kind of highlighted who those may be with the win total over and unders but um, just in case we weren't clear on those we'll we'll list them out uh so let's give our division winners as well as our wild card teams the three wild card teams who will join the four division winners in the playoffs and then at the end, we can give who we think will come out of the AFC as the representative for the AFC in the Super Bowl and whether or not they will win it all in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll go first. I like Kansas City to come out of the AFC West. No shocker there. They'll probably be the one seed as well. Buffalo should repeat as division champion in the AFC East as well. And I think they'll also get the two seed yet again. Then from there, kind of, it could go any which way, but I'm going to say Baltimore will win the AFC North and lock up the three seed. Tennessee will edge out the Colts for the AFC South and be the four seed. I like Cleveland to be the first wildcard team. 
I like the Chargers to kind of be that surprise team that vaults up into the playoffs um, and be the sixth seed. And I like Indy to be the last wild card spot. Uh, I think the first team out once again will be Miami. And I think the Patriots will, will be about a game or two out when all is said and done. And then out of those seven teams, I think you'll get a, a rematch in the AFC championship game between the chiefs and bills. I think Kansas city will take it once again. Uh, if you listen to the NFC preview pod, you'll know that I have had green Bay in the NFC winning the NFC championship. So I've got Kansas city and green Bay in my super bowl this year. And I, I can't see green Bay. I can't see Aaron Rodgers getting it done. So I'm going to take the chiefs is a, a no fun pick to win it all this year. Um, yeah, I mean, fair, uh, out of the AFC East, I'm going to take the bills, but I'll tell you what I did have to stop and think about the Patriots. I'm a Homer. Mm -hmm. I, I, the bills are the bills to me, you know, going to school in Rochester, the bills are the bills. Um, and I think that Bill Belichick has, has some sort of voodoo magic there. Uh, looking at, um, the AFC North, I'm going to take the Browns. I think I have to, um, they're good enough. Um, the AFC South. And it's a dog fight. I think I'm going to take Indy. Um, yeah. And then um, AFC West, I got to take the Chiefs. After that, for the wild cards we're looking at, um, in no particular order, I think I like the Ravens to get a wild card. I think I like the Titans, and I think I like the Patriots. Um, okay. And who do you like to advance out of the AFC to the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. I, I think – Look, I mean, the Chiefs have been there back-to-back -back years. It's so tough to go back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back years. Um, yeah, I have that right. Yeah, they, this is, if they make it to the Super Bowl this year, which I have them going there, the, it would be the third straight year. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just tough to do. Um, I know he's Patrick Mahomes. I know that roster's loaded. I know they have a good coach. I know their defense is pretty good. Um, I just – it's a tough thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. And um, – We'll see. I'll pick the Browns. I think expectations have been raised for them. I like that defense. I like that defensive front. Um, Baker's got to make a step, and uh, I think this is the year for him to do it. Do you think the Browns will be Super Bowl champions when all is said or done? Do you think they come up one game short? Uh, I'll take it for a game short because um, I like the Packers to go just like you. I think Aaron Rodgers is in some sort of fuck you tour, um, but we'll see. Maybe he's just a perennial loser. Hmm. All right. I think that's going to do it here for this AFC preview show. Do you have any final thoughts before we, we call it a wrap here, DR? Yeah. Fuck Duke. Mike, play the music. <laughs>